0: And welcome to Fogcast. <laughs> <tomorrow. laughs> not too bad, not too bad. It's been a long week. Very long week. It's only I'm, Thursday. I've,
1: I don't i just it's supposed to this is supposed to be my Friday night, last shift of the week, but it's not. So I've got to work tomorrow night now as well. Ah. Fun times. Boo hoo. Yeah, man. Tell me about it. Still, well, on the
0: show, on the show this week, uh, we are going through the Oxo event debrief, uh, which Lance was attending, uh, and we are going to be discussing how much Milsim costs. Milsim, Lord, Jones. it does. Well, to be fair, I mean that, well, that's a fairly good question because I think even all, even of show, all. Uh, I've, can't really afford bills Sim, don't want to pay all the kit and stuff. So it should be interesting to see how much we've come to. So uh, Harry Badger on the last episode challenged us to go less than £300, um, which from the quick debrief that we've had, we may have achieved that.
1: <laughs> I had to remove one so. or two things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. A lot, end of episode, that's it. Andy, you know it, mate.
0: <laughs> so hi Andy, Nick, Danny. <clears throat> how you all, do?
1: all good stuff, you all good stuff.
0: Uh, we haven't had any reviews, no reviews. Yeah,
1: you lot are a lot of let down, man.
0: So I don't have to do these stupid French accents. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, if we get one before the end of the episode, then yeah, go on. One then. thing uh, I asked,
1: I asked for one thing, and you got you, you just <laughs> a paragraph, that's all it that had to be. But oh no, they, just, just, maybe they just maybe they just didn't want to see a, a, an angry French waiter. Uh, well, I was practicing montage. the whole um. Oh, Andy's left a review.
0: Yeah, that was previous, though. I'm, I'm counting new ones only.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, even Mr. Brewer. <laughs> Mr. Brewer, the swamp monster, is in the house.
0: <laughs> Come on, there's a story there.
1: Yeah, I oh, will get into that on the uh, Octo debrief. Bless okay, him. Okay. I, rage, do, I did feel meat. terrible. Fresh meat rage on the the YouTube posse yeah. Good play. Any purchases this week, mate? Anything? Any news?
0: No. No. I'm just trying to think. No, I haven't actually bought anything. I spent a lot of time browsing the internet for trying to find Milsim stuff that we can. Oh, yeah, cheap. I did. Uh, I did my. Uh, I did my homework. I, so I was a good boy. Mister oh, nice. Badger's
1: homework set for us. I bought these. Cool. And I bought, a, I bought a couple of sets of these. Reason being is that I was struggling with my battle belt. I need to make it smaller, but I can't be fucked to undo all the, all the desert sniper tape I put around it to support it and make it more rigid. So I'm literally going to put these. Well, I'm thinking my my method in my is I haven't tried it yet, is to go through the bottom run of the molly on my plate carrier, possibly with that one there. And then have these T-bars through the top molly strap of my belt so that I can just put a couple at the back maybe and just have it as a support just to stop the bad boy dropping down That's struggle forward. with that like hell at Longmore man really struggled with it, just kept on sliding down, so I'm thinking hmm, maybe oh, give that a go, yeah, yeah just the movement and that, it never used to do it before but it's just slowly stuck, whether I've <laughs> miraculously lost some weight <sighs> pray tell maybe just I just running think so, or... <laughs> you know just maybe running around with, uh, or, or it's just too big and I need to make it smaller but I can't, like I said, I can't be asked to undo all the, all the, all the sniper tape on it. So I'm thinking of these just as had a, had a little bit of support at the back. Nice and quick release, then. And they're British Army Osprey, Cumberbund, T bar. You usually get four down each side, you know what I mean? So nice and strong. So we'll give them a crack, see what happens. Yeah. So that was my little purchase for the week.
0: Hi, there's fun. Terry, Sherwood, Nick. Oh, Nick's already said hello. Uh, James. Uh, uh, yeah. Fresh meat said, "I did that when I used to run all mine. I uh, used a cams two at the back and two at the front."
1: There we go. We're on same wavelength. <laughs> all good stuff.
0: <laughs> or, or 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 scams as that spells.
1: Yeah, or scams.
0: <laughs> oh, should we jump into the event debrief? Because I'm quite excited to hear about how yes. it all went.
1: Basically, it was re- uh, oh, do you know what? It was brilliant it was really good so it was a site it was camp bravo at eversley which is just literally about 200 yards from the alpha site just past the concrete cement works type thing just hook a left after the green shipping containers and it's just in there great little setup for the site a uh, nice camping area uh, all inside pine trees so it's quite picturesque really nice uh, nice big tall pines um, great site facilities um, port toilets not a problem you know it's a toilet for a, using that for a day or so it's no biggie doesn't have, be, doesn't have to be the rich does it yeah we had a portaloo it was fantastic nice and clean everyone's uh respectful you know sit down and clean your mess up after yourselves and all that business there's no horridness to be found when you open the door and Just went, oh my good god
0: no mona lisa no mona lisa painted on the wall
1: no no no, no yeah yeah no dirty sanchez's or anything like that <laughs> so that was cool um uh, nice fully stocked shop on the site um uh, a little cafe sort of thing. And I believe with this event, you could uh, get a meal voucher. So I think the I think the Friday night, they had a spaghetti bolognese, whoever bought a meal ticket. So it was a nice big spag bowl Friday night. And I think the Saturday night, they had a chicken curry after the um, stop for the eight hours, you know. So that was cool. Um, they had a full breakfast in the morning, English breakfast, all cooked up on the site. Uh, so yeah, site, site, um... that sounds
0: like the best case. Oh, mate, event. it was
1: brilliant, yeah. All nicely illuminated at night time as well. Um, all good signage and everything for you, so no no worries of where stuff was. You know, safe zone was nicely demarcated. Um, and it's just a wicked looking site. They've they really gone out all, all out for obviously Halloween coming up, so there's loads of decorations. It was like zombie arms coming out the floor and stuff. You obviously didn't see King Kong's finger left on Sunday, no, mate. I didn't, unless that was me before I drove home with my sore toe. <laughs> But yeah, overall. So overall, first first looks at the site was brilliant, uh, really cool. Um, so we got set up on the Friday evening, uh, barbecue, a few beers. Uh, game kicked off on the Saturday. Obviously, I was PMC with uh, Mister Tim Brown and the Phoenix Boys, uh, myself and Mark Kettles from from our team. Mike, um, only the two of us this time, which was cool. And um, jumped into it. The actual site, the game zone itself, was wicked. It's all like sort of pine forest, swampland, sort of marshlands as you go further into the field. Um, there's a huge plateau in the middle so basically you've got this big plateau with a lot of the site features on it and then there's like a perimeter road which runs around and then there's some small features dotted further down so it like it's, it steps off so it's quite cool because you could look out across like, almost like a valley like you had loads of low-lying bracken big tall pine trees a bit like endor from return of the jedi similar to my <laughs> setting behind me actually to be fair it's really cool um great gameplay from the off um nice build up plenty of larping going on and uh Obviously, the characters that Octo pull out the bag for all these events. You know, there was a we had one guy, like a Dr. Evil type guy, come mooching down with his cat, you know, as you do as the, as the Bond villain. It was br- brilliant. You know what I mean? They always go all out for stuff like that. It was proper funny. Um, and we had good contacts with, uh, with JTF, uh, Mr. Brewers Mob, um, really put up a good fight. Um, so that was so, so the Saturday um, was a lot of no contacts to start with. Um, it built up sort of slowly. Uh, we got a lot of the story. Coming out and uh, getting things into place and carrying out tasks that didn't require sort of like contacts to, to be had. If you follow me, it was sort of like cloak and dagger bits and bobs. And then as the day progressed on, then you started to get little contacts here and there, and there. And then that sort of led into a big crescendo for the um for the Sunday sort of thing. So Saturday out of the way, fantastic play, no complaints, no people being arses or anything like that. It was really good fun. Ended on a big high. My foot started to ache on the Saturday morning. Now I thought, now this is a little story. So I thought I used to get this problem with my big knuckle in my big toe and I used to I used to have to click it and it was like, oh, that's better. And I thought it was that and I thought it was just taking a bit longer to click than what it normally does. So I chucked my boots on, played the whole day, started to get a bit worse in the Saturday evening. So I thought, right, a couple of paracetamol, a couple of beers, bit of barbecue food, sit around the fire, get my head down, you're all right for Sunday. No, 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 no. So I woke up Sunday. Oh, my God. Looked, at, looked up online what it could be and all systems were pointing at gout in the big toe and mate i have never felt pain <laughs> like it it was unbelievable so i couldn't play the sunday i managed to get a lot of my kit packed up um i did a little bit of um sort of sniping if you like from just inside the game zone without having to walk too far um and then i had to leave by sort of like half 11 i couldn't i couldn't even walk barely i had to drive back down the m3 down the m25 literally crying just screaming out the window of my truck. People going past, just like, are you all right? I'm like, no! Fucking no!
0: <laughs> it's hard as well. when, Mate,
1: I've never known pain I mean, like I'm, it.
0: Assuming it was your right foot, was it?
1: It was my right big toe, yeah.
0: Yeah, so every time you accelerate, you're like,
1: ah! And of course, it's the truck. So it's a 15-year-old Mitsubishi Shogun Sport, so it's, oh, no. So I got back home, painkillers, uh, got doctor's appointment, uh, naproxen, anti-inflammatory, doobris. Six of them, and I'm 100 again now, so it's good as gold. So, yeah, change your lifestyle, lose some weight, drink more water. <laughs> yeah. That's what. And to be fair, I've I've never drunk so much water in the last few days as what I have, and it's become quite a regular thing for me now. So, whenever I get out to go and have a cup of tea whilst the kettle's boiling, pint of water, and just doing getting into that sort of habit. So, it's actually been quite a good thing. It's given me a bit of a kick up the arse to so say, look, you need to look after yourself now, mate. You're not as young as you used to be. There's only so much just from beard dye you can use before you genuinely are getting older. So there, yeah.
0: If only there was some sort of podcast episode where they talk about how much water to drink and hydration. Exactly. Perhaps if only there was. Of the Member a <laughs> F- podcast.
1: <laughs> Me, mind blown. So yeah, uh, that was a high. But then I don't know. I just didn't think because a lot of people say it's a, it's a rich man's it's the rich man's disease or the king's disease or something like that. Where it's yeah. all rich foods and stuff. And I was sort of racking my brains like, well, I can't drink sunday through thursday because of my work you know i can't have any drink at all don't eat steaks every night and stuff like that so the only thing i can put it down to is overweight not drinking enough water on events i do drink lots of water that's all i have my camelbacks and that but at home terrible diet cokes cup of tea cup of coffee (laughs) water no don't drink water fish make love in it not drinking water so yeah lesson learned for me um,
0: he says, "Did you have blood tests?" We're, we're going to turn this into a group medical now. Like here we go.
1: No, I didn't have blood tests. Um, from the from what the doctor said and the photographs I showed him on the phone call that I had to upload, he said, "Yeah, mate, let's get gout all day long." So yeah, this 100%. Now I'm so happy I got my toe back.
0: <laughs> join the Gout gang <laughs> <Yeah, woo! laughs>
1: so yeah all good but yeah anyway aside from that the event itself was absolutely fantastic um, you know the gunman guys and girls Jade obviously putting on a great show and some of her larping skills once again uh, very jealous of her running around with an RPG actually very jealous of that that was awesome just literally looked around and said Jade there like <clears throat> I was like whoa where did that come from I want one of them
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, that was great, was it it's like fantastic. A tag
0: round? Like it was firing, or... I
1: don't know if it fired. No, I don't think it fired a tag round. I think it was just like a just like a it was like um like one of them grenades, like the load grenades, the where you part. just yeah very similar to It's just about it, 150 BBs just go. <laughs> but it was like the the, the CO2 that came out it was like a proper like cloud. It was like fucking do it again. Nice, <laughs> cool. Yeah, it was cool, mate. Yeah, great event. Like I said, great gameplay. Um, well hosted. You know. All fair play across both the teams. Um, uh, Mr Brewer did come a cropper. I didn't see it, but I did feel terrible for him. So there's a lot of marshland, a lot of bogs um, as you go further out into the field. And obviously, JTF being sneaky bastards that they are. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky through the bog. And I didn't hear the whole of the story, but the gist of what I got was Mr Brewer took one step too many, thinking it was quite solid ground, and it was like disappearing up to his nipples, I think, in the bog. <laughs> Or or he went down so far, and just the rest of him just went forward, splat into the bog. Yeah, anyway, it was covered, absolutely caped in it. Kit was drenched all weekend. Had to change it up to some spare gear he had. So yeah, I did so feel for Kings
0: the guy. it's like the uh, right. We've got to hide from the thermal vision. Just yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: P- literally, picture Arnie there wrapping himself up in that fallen oak tree <laughs> branches and and roots, and that was essentially Mr. Brewer. <laughs> I think exactly the look he was going for. Yeah. To be fair, so really getting involved with the LARPing and, <laughs> and the camouflage side of things. If he was getting chased by predators, <laughs> which he wasn't,
0: <laughs> uh, he said, waist deep, deep and elbow deep in it. nice bog water. I bet that's oh. lovely.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Who's that? That's Mike Brewer. Here he comes.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <Pete>. <laughs> I like that. I have to remember that one. So, yeah, great event. Once again, it was fantastic. You know, I can't wait for the next one. Um, I think there's some dates being thrown around towards the end of January. I was going to say, maybe, the, um,
0: yeah, the, um, I think it's the 28th, 29th of January, because I'm hoping to get them to the next one.
1: Yeah, so that's be the next Octo event, which be, which I believe is going to be hosted at Battle Lakes, which is just outside of Thomas Wells. Uh, and it's going to be a nice brisk one as well, being at the end of January. Ooh! Definitely need winter booties for that one.
0: Get my, get my sleep and back, I have to get Mr. Yeah. Brewer
1: a, a full all-in-one Gore-Tex onesie. <laughs> Because there's lakes here at Battle Lakes, <laughs> never mind bogs. So <laughs> yeah, but it was good, fantastic event. Yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. But so, the the there stuff.
0: many structures at this site. You said that there's a few sort of bits and pieces of <clears> plane, is it?
1: They have um as so as you left the safe zone, you actually got a designated built discotheque bar, as you would do. Why wouldn't you? Um, all power running to it. There's actual bars, sofas that in there. So that was like the, one of the main structures there. If you go out further into the field. I mean, it is set up for sort of skirmishing and sort of like a sort of ground wars, lots of barricades like dotted about that people can advance and sort of retreat from on the main plateau. Um, there's a little, like, mission, there's like a missile silo, which is sort of, sort of like a couple of huts, and they've actually gone out of the way to make them good use of traffic cones sprayed up to look like warheads coming out the ground, and like a framework and that'll put in, that look pretty cool. Um, but yeah, compared to the Alpha site, there's a lot more structures. Whether the Alpha site's been going a lot longer, I'm guessing it has, could be in the Alpha site. Um, So I think there's a lot of work to be done there. I know there was a guy building some stuff whilst we were there, just outside the safe zone, some bits and bobs. So, yeah, I think there's bits to be done there. But it's so up and down and traversing, you know, undulating ground, peaks and valleys. You've got a lot of natural cover there as well. You know, like the tall pine trees and that, they're all clustered together. There's good movement through them. It's great for sniping. It's great. It's a great all-round site, really. I wouldn't sort of pigeonhole it as like a – a woodland site which is no good for snipers because the bushes not that too high or anything it's really good like the bracken is perfect for sniping and stuff like that just poking your head up and getting a couple of shots off um uh yeah so g- genuinely it's I think is it could do with a few, a few more structures or maybe like a uh, like a like a main sort of town section with a few big structures, a few big couple of big buildings maybe but I wouldn't want to go too mad there because it's a really nice woodland site. So mm. I wouldn't want to take away from the fact that it's actually a, a woodland site. With some good distance engagements, you can get going. There's a nice little perimeter road. Maybe they could develop the perimeter roads a bit more. Maybe a couple of like purpose-built sort of intersections with some pillboxes or a barricade or something. Or, or need like a big concrete
0: bunker, don't you? If it's going to be like, like a checkpoint. Um, um, Endor.
1: Concrete bunker, that'd be cool. Yeah, you've got the hillsides to do it. You could you could easily put some sort of like proper machine gun pits in on, on a couple of the slopes. That would be cool. But yeah, yeah, great site, mate. Fantastic site. So i look forward to going back there one day.
0: <laughs> Sorry, Oxo 8 have just jumped in. They lost to JTF all weekend.
1: <laughs> oh dear. Maybe they made their way over to the um, Alpha site. <laughs> <laughs> Very quiet,
0: isn't it? <laughs> I just love the Brown. fact that there's some sort of, you know, you've got, you've got the main game going on. There's just two guys literally like they're playing Survivor. Just like yeah, laying like... out on the mud, just like, don't move, we're going to sink. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah, yeah good exactly. God. Oxo said they finally rolled in from the bogs
1: at NTX. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me at all. They were dangerous those yeah. bogs, especially when you got the foot in. It's like I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, I got my shoe back as well. <laughs> Result. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good, mate. Kit wise, I, I, I um, worse I took twi- the old... I do
0: that stealthy approach and it's just. <laughs> <That's> it, yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs>
1: I took the um I took the Condor uh, light gunner rig, the OD green one, which I've not used for a couple of years now. So it's nice to get dust that off again and took that out and uh MP used the uh Cyber Blue Edition MP5 for the Friday. Absolutely flawless, awesome bit of kit. Uh the two four nine performed well. Um had a little feeding issue to start with, but I gave a bit of jiggery pokery to the to the feed spring as it went into the uh into the riff itself, and then she just sort of kicked into life. So whether I've overfilled it or not, I don't know. But it seemed to be the more I started to fire it, the better it performed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so at first it was it was full to the brim and I was firing it, it was going <clears throat> so I give it a good old wiggle, then it's like, really Yeah, it's good. Sound. Yeah. So yeah, from then on in, it was um so maybe I'm overfilling it too much, and it's sort of like the BBs are all fighting for a position to get into the into the feed spring, mate. I don't know. <laughs> God knows, I'm yeah. just guessing. Um so that performed well, and then obviously um big toe sort of gave up on me. So Sunday morning, packed all my kit up, and then I used the, uh, the bolt.
0: It sounds, like, it sounds like a call sign, doesn't it? Oh, big toe.
1: Big toe, yeah, yeah. Well, I was known as short stack. <laughs> I, got, I got Richie Rue uh, nicknamed me short stack, which I quite like that one. Yeah, I've heard worse, trust me. Better than big toe. <laughs> yeah. Big toe. I don't know what toe is in French. Grande, something or other. But there we go. <laughs> I'll
0: Google it Exactly.
1: i I'll Google it, yeah. You could shoehorn it into the angry French waiter. <laughs> So, yeah, um, the, and I used the, the Bolt, the Mark 12 Mod 1 DMR on a Sunday for a little bit of plinking. Um, and that was great. Yeah, fantastic. Some really good range on it. Uh, so, yeah, very happy. No kit failures as such over the course of the weekend, which is always good. I'm a my 249. It kind of warms up. It's all good for the day. That's it, mate. Yeah. Just takes a little bit of shaking and then pff, off you go. Happy days. Yeah, so it was all good, mate. All good. All good things apart from the toe. If I could have amputated my toe there and then, I would have done, but I couldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> had no balance. <laughs> uh,
0: so I have said, "Don't forget the DMZ. We'll post up pics on the Facebook page in the next couple of weeks.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, DMZ? Sure Oh yeah, DMZ. That was watch. quite cool. Actually, one of the tasks I actually really enjoyed. Me and Mister Kettles, we were tasked with training a couple of DMZ, um troopers with um, uh, checkpoint, uh, man in a checkpoint, and things you've got to do, and bits and bobs like that. And there was uh, there was four JTF guys undercover, being um, playing diplomats. Had to come up and they're trying to blag their way through the barricades and the, and the checkpoint. Went, oh, fuck, oh. You
0: know,
1: it was all—it was great. It's brilliant. Great. It's a really great phone. was a really good engagement. So yeah, no, yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. It was good.
0: Nice. Yeah. Uh, Andy says you can change the spring uh, feed tube to a tube very easily, and it stops that issue.
1: Ooh.
0: Um, Because it's the spring system gets a bit of dirt in there and it knack knackers it.
1: Right. Okay. And oh, I'll the more have to look you into
0: fire, that. the less dirt it makes it through, as the dirt gets knocked off due to the movement. All oh, right. Yeah. So it's literally that then.
1: All right. Smashing. Good man. Well, Andy Bobby's like the guru of support weapons, isn't he? So. Yeah. Could have told um, me sooner.
0: Having... <laughs> is Wait, anyone then. else having problems with Facebook? I know we've um, we've had a few people transition from Facebook to YouTube. It says it's still running on Facebook, um, and oh. I've just checked. Uh, we don't. I don't seem to be having any problems. Um, but
1: if anyone up can let my... me know. Yeah, I've done it. So. What connectivity issues with it, or is it not displaying? No,
0: I've just been—I've just literally uh Facebook feed is playing up um, from Liz, so not sure what's going on. All uh, oh, right, I've
1: got it's showing on. It's weird watching me talking to me. <laughs> it's very bizarre. So um, what,
0: what, we're, on. What, we're what, on. We're on.
1: We're still on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? Well, um, uh, Mike says, "Okay, here on FaceTube." So. thanks, Mike. That's the most useless answer.
1: <laughs> you book. <laughs> thanks, Pete.
0: Um, what, what sort of kit did you take camping, boys?
1: Uh, so Dutch army. Um, <laughs> and I actually think I made a bit of a boo-boo that one because I bought two, didn't I? But I only I only fab sealed one of them, and I think I took the one I didn't fab seal. Ah. I'm not sure because I had a little bit of condensation on the inside of the tent. From we did have a bit of rain, so uh, what we did do was rig up a couple of tarps. Bit higher up, so it left the circuit air circulate over the top of the canvas, but then I had the top over the top of there. So, yeah, probably my fault there. I think I grabbed the wrong Dutch tent. Should have took the other one, but I didn't. So yeah, Dutch army tent, uh, absolutely fabulous. Other than that, nice and warm, and it's so dark in there. So you, especially if, if the summer months, if you decided to use it, then it's so dark, it's like blackout. This is like, oh, this is fucking wicked. This is lovely. So yeah, got me head down in there. I took my Dutch army Therm-a-Rest sleep mat. Uh, I took my uh, Mylar uh, reflective mat, very thin, uh, snug pack Basecamp Extreme, and my bivvy bag and my cheeky little carp fishing pillow, my uh, peach skin one. Um, so, yeah, nice and comfortable. Um, and then we had a little fire pit, a little fold-away fire pit, which I've got. Uh, there's a couple of pictures on our Facebook, actually. You can see it in there. And that it folds away into like a little sort of A4 bag. And it just all like, consultinas out, nice fire pit. So we could have, we could we barbecue grilled on there. As soon as that was done, took the grill off, or we'll give it a wire brush down, took that off, and then just uh, load the logs in there to keep us warm through the evening. And that was it. Yeah, perfect. Well, good, mate. Yeah, quite, quite, obviously, because cool. it's a Octo event, you get your stand down time at about 5 p.m. onwards. So you can afford to take a few luxuries. And we have, the car park is literally the other side of the, you've got the car park, um, a wooden fence, and then you've got the camping area. So you can literally just amble stuff over the fence into the camping oh, area and nice. walk around. Yeah. And then set up, so there's no yomping miles or anything like that with your, with your kit. So yeah, really nice. So you yeah, took a little fold-out poo chair with me, obviously. Yeah, all good. <laughs> all very civilized. Very yeah,
0: nice. Uh, Nick's asked, are you getting the Dutch Army tent boots?
1: Ooh, are they like the um, bivy slippers, or is that a piss take? Because I've got lots of Dutch Army stuff. Because <laughs> I have got bivy sleepers I use for carp fishing, and I've got the um, I've got the Arctic booties as well, the British Army Arctic booties, which we talked about on cold weather episode i think mm. but and they are actually snug as bugs and rugs the old feet when you've got them boots booties on over there, over there somewhere
0: <laughs> sorry i'm just reading harry harry's just dropped us a message he says um uh, mike how's the soldering iron it's, it's good uh by the way my current brain project: i'm building a downed mq9 uav surveillance reaper drone prop fair enough mate <laughs> <laughs> love to see I've his turned...
1: back garden or spaces is, it,
0: is that to scale
1: Or is that quite a small UAV drone thing?
0: No, no. He says uh, one team to set it to self destruct and the other team to recover the surveillance data. I'm guessing the Reaper drones, no, they're big, aren't they?
1: They're like the big bulbous. That's
0: that's quite a large, like.
1: They've got the big cone front, isn't it? Like the big bolt, like teardrop front. I think so, yeah. It's actually. Jesus Christ. Go on, Harry.
0: I've 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 turned my soldering iron on. Bumped into a few guys,
1: um, actually, having said that, bumped into a few guys at the show. So Paulus Walesus, he was there. He said, the first thing he said to me, said, I don't know why Mike can't pronounce my name. It's not ours. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, I know that, Phil. <laughs> but yeah, so it was well, nice to meet Paul. Uh, Barry Gunn and his um, and his son Oakley, great to meet them as well. And obviously some of the usual boys, Mr Brewer or Pete, he's now known, Pete. hates the mic. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: All good fun. Uh, Harry says three, it's meter, a three wingspan. meter wingspan. That's Bloody hell.
0: Weird. Fair That'd play. that be wicked though. Well, yeah, yeah, it goes without saying,
1: doesn't it? Really? Yeah. What a prop. Awesome. So that's yeah, I think that's me covered now. I've done 25 minutes of my nonsense. Well, you
0: um just quickly, because there was one of the things in the show doc that you said uh about bags, you'd prefer a separate backpack.
1: Oh yes, yeah, so I did I did go against my mantra of not having a mollied backpack onto my uh, onto my plate carrier, and um, I, I actually mulled my OD Green Viper 30 litre, 25 litre pack onto mine purely to hold my camelback because I've got no sort of standard OD Green Viper camelback pouch, if you like. I've only got the, that bag, so I chuck that on there purely for the uh camelback to go in, and then you'll sort of end up oh, chuck a pest bear, one of them in there, there, one of them in there. And lucky enough, obviously, Mr. Kettles with me as well, so it's like, oh, mate, can you just pass me that out of there? Can you pass me that out of there? And I just think. It just sort of sealed it for me to say that's why it's a massive ball ache. If you if you haven't got someone with you to have to take all that fucking rig off to get the simplest of things out of your pack, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then have to put it all back on again. So that's why I like the free running backpack. Um, and like I said, the only reason it was on there is purely because I was running a uh, hydration straw up to me, uh, to me front. But um other than that, yeah, it was cool. But it is a ball ache if you've got other stuff in there. So don't do it. Don't put other things in there.
0: <laughs> Andy Bob sent us a pretty wicked video. Um, I can just find it quickly. The bag that's like velcroed on. Oh, has it arrived? Uh, oh, I don't know if it's it? arrived. I've not, I've not seen that. I just, I saw in the, um, in the chat. Um, it's the AMAP three assault pack, um, which I believe you basically just it attaches to the back. Um, oh has so yes. Show you the video yes, yes. It's good. <laughs> um am i back. Sorry, I, I was trying to find the link and I was there's a little video that he sent us, but unfortunately it's got loads of guns in the video, and I can't then put it on here because of YouTube's rules Oh and stuff like yes, that. of course. Um, oh
1: no, it's left Israel this morning. Oh, good stuff. Yeah, nice. Cool. That's why I use webbing in a canteen. <laughs> Fuck you, fresh meat. <laughs> That's just for you. you canteen. Just Especially for you. when you're busy
0: doing a recon.
1: Motherfuckers, honestly. We get ganged up on here. Come on, lads, back me
0: up. <laughs> <laughs> right. Rage right. is gonna come and beat me in a second. Um, right, cool. So we were um challenged last week. 300 pound budget for MILSIM stuff. Uh I hang on, sorry, Rage Rage has chipped in. Um I recently bought a direct action dragon egg backpack, 25 litre laser cut mollibow modular, would say better than a five one one rush day pack.
1: Mm. Oh mate, I'll have to have a look at it. What's that called again? I'll a have to look at
0: backpack.
1: Oh yeah, he always picks up little peaches like that, Rage. Like ooh, fucking oh, no. fucking goodness. <laughs> Very jealous. <laughs> um, I'm just getting up. I'm just loading up my uh, my shopping <laughs> list.
0: So Rage just just said, "Fresh meat." What part of America do you live in?
1: Yeah, don't tell him Wayne. He'll be on you. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, so we were we were challenged last week um to do a 300 pound, uh, milsim kit. So we excluded anything that would be your <clears throat> kind of basic stuff that you would expect to have. So airsoft rifle, um, ammunition, yeah. all, of, all of that sort of gubbins.
1: Your battle gear, your, your, your skirmish yeah. day event sort of kit, you'd have a, a webbing set or a plate carrier or whatever it would be and and all your bells and whistles that would go along with that. That's sort of like null and void. This is like your, your, your extras it's among your... that for a milsim, like to stay overnight, yeah. things like that, you know, shelters and bivvies and things like that. That's what we're sort of concentrated on. Fucking canteen. <laughs> <laughs> and that's his teammates saying that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so um right, so what did you come out at? What was your what was your total? Let's just what? run I tell you what, let's run through the list uh-huh. quickly first. So we're uh, so way, we're not included... gonna talk about
1: we're not gonna talk about money uh, as such to start with or costings, we're gonna just gonna say what we've got.
0: Yeah, I was just gonna run through what the list is that we actually costed up just to oh okay, got it. Um, So we had a Bergen, basher Basher poles, uh, that's two basher poles, uh, paracord. How much paracord did you include? I,
1: 15 metres I put thereabouts.
0: Oh, I had 100 (laughs) metres. Really? Yeah, 100 metres of paracord. Um, Sleeping bag, bivvy bag, roll mat, uh, a cooker or some sort of cook system, mess tins, spork, head torch, handheld torch and a first aid kit.
1: Um, Which would be, we'd say, as a, as a, to take part in an overnight event, that would be your sort of minimum. You don't you don't necessarily have to have a power bank. You could turn your phone off and turn it on every hour or so and check any messages and things like that. Or do you know what I mean? It's not a necess- necessity to have some things that are considered luxuries. You know, you could get by with, with this list, basically. That's what we're sort of saying. So,
0: The, the first question I've got for you, Lance, is what quality yes, of kit do you include? What quality? So did you look... Did you look down um, did you look down the list of kit and go oh, all right I'm gonna get good quality you know stuff that's gonna last from from day dot um, yeah I've, I suppose in the way I did but then I've got
1: I've sort of got kit in the shopping list there that I've got myself which I've used all the time X Ex- surplus or um, issued kit that's not been used so it would be like the grade super plus or a plus or one um, and stuff like that I've scrimped on a couple of bits, I'd say no, because again, it's stuff I've tried uh, and tested, and it's worked. The only thing that I've never tried before, because I wasn't able to find the torch, which I've got, um, so I just had to choose one, which was around the same sort of price packet, which was £17.88 for a handheld torch. Um, it's not the one that I have, which I've had for five years, and it's never let me down. It's got, rechar- it's got rechargeable batteries. Not the ones that you can leave in and charge up. You have to take the battery out and charge it in like a like a vape sort of battery size yeah, yeah
0: um
1: so that was the only thing i sort of dipped out on really um it like i said same sort of price range don't know if it's any good or not i'm not gonna be buying it it's purely an exercise and it's So that's the only thing i've got all my hands i would say can't guarantee that um but yeah I, I i don't think i've scrimped on anything or had to surrender other stuff for um uh, for quality of something else i think it's all yeah it's gonna do your turn nicely
0: yeah see i went down the route of Sleeping bag. You need a good quality sleeping bag because you don't want to be relying on a shit sleeping bag. The rest mm. of it, I generally went for cheaper items on the basis that you might decide milsim's not for you. Um, so it's kind of it's kind of the ability to do a milsim um, whilst on a budget, um, and then also you know because you, when you're out and about, you 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 have a look at other people's kit and you're like, oh, I like that. That's clever. I like that. Yes, yeah, that's, that's 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 a bit of me um so i kind of went down the route of buying stuff that fundamentally absolute lowest price you can do a milson with this kit some of it i've bought some of it i haven't um so please don't take this list as being go and buy this stuff Uh, that's just caveat i wanted to say basically Mm, mm. um i I mean the
1: list is the list is a general list of what you'd need whether it's the the items contained within that list is what you want to get that's entirely up to you you know that's that's personal preference you know you can a sleeping bag, you, there's a rabbit hole of sleeping bags, you can go down to choose what you want to choose, you know what I mean, so but yeah, we'll go from there
0: So what did you come out at? What was your price?
1: So in total I did remove a couple of items because like, I was a bit naughty I, I, I chose them after I'd sent you the list of what we had to work for He gave through. me a list
0: and then we were just I had a gore jacket show, and a softie we in there oh, yeah. as well
1: <laughs> <laughs> So I came out at a grand to- Now, this is the other question I had So was it, It was. I know it was 300 quid uh, Mr. Badger Challenged us to. Now, was that three hundred quid including postage, or was that three hundred pounds worth of material of, of items?
0: Mine includes postage as well.
1: Right. Okay. So let's say including postage. Right. Okay. So I came out at a grand total including postage of two hundred and seventy-four pounds thirty-one pence. So that was two hundred and fifty-two pounds eighty-four worth of kit, and twenty-one 47s worth of um postage from a very well-known auction site. Yes. 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 Mines
0: with Schmee Bay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it does run with
0: yeah. Bay. <laughs> so mine, um, mine, um, mine depends. Oh, I'm going to show you. Uh, bring this up,
1: silly man.
0: So I, I did a little, did a little spreadsheet. Um, mine well, you would, on, wouldn't you? You
1: would. <laughs> well, I'm going to reference my which, bloody phone. All right.
0: <laughs> mine depends on which camouflage option you go down. So if you go down a multicam. Um, OD or DPM. That's the only kind of real split in some of this kit. Um, But I had a range between £229.77 at the cheapest uh, and £278.80 at the most expensive. And I also got an extra 85 metres of paracord.
1: (laughs) Got a lot of target to put up.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So... Let's start let's start off with the Bergen. So, um in terms of the Bergen, what sort did you go down for that one? So for the Bergen, I got a grade one. So it's an, it's either
1: like hardly been used or it's been an issued and not used bit of kit. So it's a grade one, uh 120 meter long back. Couldn't find any short backs, so I had to go with a long convoluted uh usual DPM woodland DPM Bergen, uh 45 pounds. But that had a nine ninety nine delivery charge on it. So you're looking at fifty five quid. Again, I don't think that's bad for a for a grade A or super grade um Bergen. Because that will literally, that is literally indestructible. Not even been used. I Don't even know if I can show you. I mean, they're looking at the picture of it. I mean, is it that
0: one by any chance? Because I had the same one.
1: That is the kit. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. So if, if you can see that on my. Uh, it's in. It's in smashing nick. I mean, it literally. It's not got a blemish on it. So if you can find one like that in that sort of condition at that price, then yeah, you're laughing really. Um, yeah. So that's that was my Bergen. So that was the initial. So this. So we've got the pack cover now. Everything. All the kit's going to go into.
0: See, mine was exactly the same. So I had that burger. And if you wanted to go for multi-cam, I was finding that they were a lot more expensive. Um, so you may be mm. looking 20, 30, 40 pound more expensive for a decent quality uh, multi-cam But then that's burger. the
1: thing. So you can go, you can get a multi-cam one um, for like 90 quid to 100 quid. But then if you do look, at, if you do dig a bit more, if you're happy to do it, you could get a DD, you could get a, a Woodland DPM one, which has been tailored. For about 90 to 100 quid. So you'll get the three utility pouches. They'll remove the one sort of mess tin size pouch off the front. You'd have three utility pouches, you'd have the poncho roll, and you're probably looking about 100 to 120 quid for one of them. But I mean, obviously for a for a for a multicam or an MTP one, you know, you could add another ninety onto that. You look at the one ninety's two hundreds almost for it. So you know, it depends what you want to do.
0: Yeah. I mean, one point as well is that you don't necessarily have to have uh, a Multicam Bergen. A lot of the events I've ever been to haven't really required it. Um, no, I've not, I haven't got you
1: know. one, so no, I won't be taking one. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I Absolutely mean, if you not. ever needed
0: to, you can, you can get away with like a, a Multicam cover over a DPM Bergen. Yeah, um, Multicam. Yeah, the, so... the,
1: the, the elasticated covers or even a Multicam poncho, just wrap it around it or something like that. If, you, if you're that anal about it, I can't see them having a bit of problem. You know.
0: No. What basher? What basher you go for?
1: Standard mate, British Army DPM Basher, twenty nine ninety nine, three ninety nine delivery, brand new.
0: I went for, um, uh, I found a Basher uh, BTP MTP, um, which I don't really know. To be fair, what brand it is, it doesn't look like the most expensive, um, and it was a little bit rusty and stuff. But I managed to get that for nineteen pounds uh,
1: mm.
0: plus four pound twenty postage. So is that used? Is it? That is, uh, I'll show you. I can bring it up on screen um, if I can. Here's me. Here's me. I've got all my clever links. But I can't freaking find it. There we go. This is the one I found. A sheet, of your style camping sheet, baby. Right, full bunches. So it's not the snazziest, but I mean, you've got like spots of rust on them, so they they're definitely not new.
1: I don't know if that's British. I don't know if that's army. I don't think that's an army issue. One.
0: No, well, I couldn't tell. It didn't look like it. I know, was. Maybe I don't
1: know. It, it looks the, the, the pattern looks a bit odd.
0: Yeah, but then it also looks like it comes in the sort of spare surplus that you would expect. Yeah. Um mm. So not sure on that one. But yeah, fundamentally, if you just give it a go for a night, you want to have a go. You know. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. See you well. Um, but I would suggest if you can find better, then go for it. <laughs>
1: basically, <laughs> <laughs> don't get that one I chose. Basically, yeah, <laughs> this is yeah. shit. <laughs> um, bash well, of poles. Make... Yeah, <coughs> basher bash poles. The uh, miners, the standard. You know, you can get them. I mean, basher poles are basher poles. You know, you can get Combat UK do them. Uh I'm Trying to think where else to. Do them. You can get them at um... oh bugger, Survival Aids. Is it Survival Aids Yes, it is? survival aids do them um 16 pound 25 free postage you know your telescopic basher pole nothing special about them at all are they combat know? ones did you say uh i don't know who these are made by mate to be honest with you um
0: because i found the combat ones for 14 pound 90 for
1: two times two military extending bibby pole olive green extending two section a million poles um uh, and that's from survival gear uk which i've used before actually um it's telling to you, see your items you already purchased. Survival Gear UK, that's on 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 uh, FleaBay. If you want to have a look at that, but you can yeah, like I so said, you can get Olive Green Combat UK extendable two sets for eight ninety nine here. Yeah. Wow, didn't even see that. Nice, that's a good saving. Eight
0: ninety
1: nine carry bag. I oh. was a camo net carry bag. Sorry, my bad. Um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, camo carry net
0: carry bag. bag and two pressure pots.
1: I thought it was a carry bag for the basher poles to go. It's like they're £15 plus 9 quid for the carry bag. I was like, what? I was like, but it's for a massive camo, camo net to go in. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> so, yeah, 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 basher poles, all good. Cool. Yep, what about your paracord? sleeping bag, mate? Oh, paracord. Yeah, yeah we'll just use paracord quick. Paracord is paracord, paracord. I've got a 15-metre uh, 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 drum of uh, paracord, uh, which is a three-and-a-half mil uh, for five ninety seven. In OD green, yeah, it's is,
0: about the same. Really, I think mine was nine pound for 100 meters, but it's three mil.
1: That's good though, considering I spent nearly six quid for 15 meters. You spent mm. nine pounds. Yeah, for but
0: it's it's a cheaper paracord. I mean, I, I do find with some of the paracords when you cut them, some fray a lot quicker than others.
1: Yeah, um, you got you definitely got to melt the ends. As soon as you cut paracord, always have a yeah. lighter on you to melt the ends. Even if you're not going to use it, if it's still on the roll, because eventually it will go. You know. Yeah. So yeah, but have, I've I've had some
0: you that there. you know fray within the, the split second between I cutting have. and then melting it like I've had some as well yeah. with
1: halfway down the line you get a little kink in it you'll get a bit of the white inner thread come out. It's just like oh fuck's
0: sake, looks shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> so sleeping bag. Uh yeah, I think I went for a snug pack along a basis of that's probably the most important thing on our list. Um
1: Comfort I wise, I say pack yeah.
0: Navigator. Um, so the other thing as well, just Ooh. just got to say is I went for a new sleeping bag because I figured if there was anything you were gonna get up and close and personal with, it was gonna be a sleeping bag. And whilst second-hand sleeping bags can be all right, <laughs> they can also not be all right. <laughs>
1: yeah, it could have been all sorts of goings on in there, couldn't
0: they? Yeah, so um I went with this one. So this was the snug pack navigator square. Um, I went for a square just because it's slightly more comfortable. Uh, three season sleeping bag apparently it goes down to minus two nice and um, uh, it's only 34 pound ninety five really oh
1: bloody hell yeah i went with the i went with the one i've got which is the snug pack uh sleeper extreme sleeping bag olive green um 46 pound fifty again flea bay um and that will go down to uh, comfort comfort zone of minus seven and extremes down to minus twelve, so you can use it as a summer bag. I'm guessing just leave it unzipped or whatnot. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, like I said, I've got it, so I can say it's a great bit of kit. And if you get the um, if you get the jungle bag, the jungle blanket as well, the jungle bag, it's um, just chuck inside that as an extra bit of padding. More than anything, um, it's super duper nice and comfortable. So yeah, and that's the one I use. That's the one I used back in March for the Octo. One down at Fulham, I believe, and it was down to minus six overnight, and I was just in a basher, exposed to either ends, lovely and toasty. So yeah, highly recommend the old snug pack sleeper extreme. That's the one I've got, that's what I use. Yeah, forty six pounds. That 50. was
0: that was interesting because that was that was the only item on the list. I genuinely went right. It's got to be a snug pack. I, like I already knew in my head, yeah. it's got to be something that. Well, I, I, so I, I I was exactly the same as that.
1: It. Yeah, because I thought right, that's it. I'm going to put the same one that I've got in there because I can sort of yeah. pretty much guarantee that one. Happily to,
0: yeah, so. I was quite surprised at the price though. I found, I mean, I know it's on eBay, um, mm. but 35 pounds for a, a fairly decent sleeping bag. Minus two is the comfort rating on that one, uh, minus yeah. seven, I think, is the extreme low. go changes, down so. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's not bad, you know, that'll do you for a majority of the year over when the UK, I'm guessing. Mm. Um, it's bloody cold today. Oh, the old air loft's a it's bit brisk,
0: an, yeah, Ooh,
1: gee whizzer. <laughs> uh... <laughs>
0: Andy said he went with the minus twenty one. Summer sleeping is fun. Quite
1: a bit. I can talk about dehydrating. Doesn't have to. Doesn't have get to like get out of the sleeping
0: bag in the morning. They just like roll him out like a tube of toothpaste. That's it, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, James C says, "Did you not think of suggesting surplus army issue sleeping bags?" So I did. I went on uh, prep a prepper shop. Um, to have a look at their, their sort of stock. And I was finding, interestingly, that some of their surplus sleeping bags are actually more expensive than a brand new Snugpack one. Um, yeah. Now, again, so you're paying at that point, you're paying more for a second-hand sleeping bag. Now, whilst it's obviously mill spec um, I don't know. I, I I find Snugpack to be a fair, perfectly reliable brand. Um, you know, I've, I have had one that's gone on me, but that, to be fair, has had... Maybe eight years of fairly rigorous use. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've never, a, I've never it's had. I've never had. I mean, I've had a couple of them.
1: Um, I've had a couple of ex-army bags, and they've never failed me. Quite comfortable. Had the medium weight, the British Army medium weight, and I've had the British Army Arctic bag, which I still got. Um, nothing wrong with them at all. The only thing that sort of scared me away from Snugpack was the price of them, and it weren't until obviously I saw that one for because I was talking to my brother-in-law, who's ex-army, and he said, to say, Snugpack makes a wicked bag. We we all we all use them." Blah blah blah. He said, the price tag's quite FD, he said, but it's perfect bit of kit. And I looked at it, and I thought, oh, fucking Christ, there's one here for, like, 50 quid. I said, you know, take the plunge and a go of it. He said, I've never looked back since. You know, it's a great bit of kit. Um, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with a surplus bag. I've, I've used one for years. I mean, you know, I still use them for camping, like fa- family camping. Misses use the Arctic bag for camping. I've got the medium-weight one for the summer for camping and that. So there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. You can get a cheap um, British Army X-issue one or even a Dutch Army issue one. They're perfect. Nothing wrong with them. <clears throat> Just try, and get, just try and steer away from the grade twos and things like that. Try and get the grade one or or the super super grade plus plus that's been not issued, just been stored. Do you know what I mean? So you might have that musty smell about it, but it's been issued kit that's not been used and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's always, uh, yeah, keep an eye out for stuff. It's, you get some good deals out there.
0: Yeah. Kit. I mean, one thing one thing I did want to point out as well is that shopping online, you're going to pay a premium for that anyway. You know, there is, there is no harm in just nip, literally nipping down to your local surplus shop and having a chat with them. Um, Definitely, yeah, because they so can always get your stuff in. Mm. Um, so <laughs> sorry, Harry's just said rigorous use in a sleeping bag. Too much information. I just mean I use it a lot. For fuck's sake.
1: <laughs> we know nowhere to judge, mate. All right, yeah. what you do. <laughs>
0: um, Nick says snug pack or compress and pack better than an issue Arctic bag.
1: Yeah, so, and that's it. And again, we did speak about it when we covered the sleeping bags previously, uh, Nick. Uh, with regards to the technology used nowadays, compared to what was available in the bags that I've got, I mean, obviously the Arctic bag I've got, the ex-British Army issue, is probably got me twenty years old at least. So you know, fibres, different methods of doing things, different stitches, different threads have come along. Different weaves of the materials come a long way since, so they can afford to reduce the profile of the bag but still maintain that insulation. So it, yeah, a more a newer bag is going to condense down a lot better. But then any bag I get, I, I fuck a compression sack off straight away anyhow. <laughs> So a brand new bag, all comes compressed like that. It's like right, get rid of that, hang that up. There we go.
0: <laughs> I mean, you can you can spend hundreds of pounds on sleeping bags. I mean, you obviously get the um, the down-filled sleeping bags and stuff. That oh yeah, you know, yeah I've you got go a mad. friend at work who um he he used to do a lot of mountain rescue stuff. Um, and so sort of all the kit that he, e- all the kit he has is all super super lightweight. Um you know it's it's designed for backpacking but on the basis that they're going to potentially be bringing somebody back with them in a in a stretcher so they don't want to be carrying loads of weight exactly Um, yeah yeah so you you can spend loads on a sleeping bag but ultimately you know if you're just bedding down overnight in a forest um or somewhere like that you know you you like it it
1: depends how far you want to go but if you're going to use it for extreme backpacking and go into really extreme environments, then, yeah, you do want to invest in one that's about a couple of hundred, 300 quid, maybe more. I don't know. Um, but if it's your airsoft for the weekend in November and, you know, if, if worst comes to the worst, you know, you've you've got your car there. You know, you've, I know you don't want to do that. I mean, we always try and steer people away from doing it. But at the end of the day, you've got to look after number One, if you're too cold and you can't cope with it being that cold, then you, there's no good just fucking sitting there shivering all night, you know, get out of there. But at the same time, you know, pack accordingly. Mindset, sleep in my car. Mindset, that's what it's all about.
0: (laughs) It's all about the mindset,
1: it is. You know it.
0: I'll tell you what, there was um, there's a new uh, what was it? I think it's the Marines or Commandos. Commandos, and there's a new advert for the uh, British Commandos, um, Mm. that's like new equipment, uh, new tactics or something like that, but same mindset. And I was like, ah, podcast, mindset. (laughs) I mean, to clarify, I'm not in any way comparing us to the Commandos. Like it was just, just purely the mindset thing. I just maybe like to maybe we, oh, We're
1: we're not we're not doing that now, no. But comparing ourselves to the commando. Oh, no, no, right, okay. Sorry. We're, we
0: have no point of comparing <laughs> ourselves to the commandos. No, just
1: clarify, no, no absolutely not. Yeah. Couch commandos. Angry- yeah, couch commandos maybe.
0: Angry persons start commenting on our YouTube videos. <laughs> we're not there. Um, uh, Harry says down versus synthetic pros and cons, e.g., getting damp versus warmth. Uh, versus pack down size, Harry. I'm going to direct you to our previous podcast episode where we actually went through um, sleeping systems. Uh, While well, yes. Lance watches a video.
1: <laughs> no, it wasn't actually. It was a Sky News flash. I thought I turn the sound <laughs> off from my phone. I do apologise for my 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 boo boo. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I'm very quickly just trying to find the sleeping bag episode. Uh...
1: Downs a ball. Like if you get that wet, it takes a. It's a, it's, a, it's a ball. Actually, get it all dry on that again. So obviously, synthetics easier to look after. I think you can wash it as well, easier than a down bag.
0: Uh, episode sixteen, Harry. We um, we kind of discuss sleeping bags a bit there as well. So
1: Mike next door want you off their Wi Fi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: can you turn off our Wi Fi, Mike? We're trying to stream Down and Abbey. I will yeah?
0: be. I will be sorting the Wi Fi out. <laughs> it just takes a little bit longer <laughs> than I thought. It's just gonna be a recurring joke on the podcast. Is every once in a while I just freeze. um but so, well, where do yeah, we call you
1: We're digressing now. Where do we get to? Yeah. Done uh, bivy bags.
0: Bivy bags next. That. What do you get on the bivy bag?
1: So I got the NTP Gore-Tex bivy bag, British Army issue, surplus, grade one, issued but not used. Thirty-four ninety-five with a three pound fifty delivery charge. Do you oh, know what I mean? see, that's
0: quite good. I went. For so a, thirty-nine
1: quid all in, pretty much.
0: Yeah, mine was a uh, British Army Gore-Tex bivy bag, uh, green OD uh, grade mm. one, uh, but mine was thirty-seven pounds. Okay, yeah, no, it's not bad. Mine's obviously, is that free delivery as well? Yeah, yeah, free delivery. Oh,
1: yeah, so you're better on the price than me, but I've got the MT. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's it's the OD Green, DPM, MT, whatever. As long as it's a Gore-Tex waterproof cover for your DOS bag, then happy days. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) So, Nick says he thought Mike was playing red light, green light. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, how to keep the podcast relevant. (laughs) mondo. What about Roll Mat? What you got on the Roll Mat? So
1: the roll mat, yeah. I went for the one I used to have. I always used to, the Highlander uh, z Mat,
0: mm-hmm.
1: available from the Highlands and other places. <laughs> Fair enough. So oh, yeah, Highland z Mat, uh, DPM Forest Camo, have uh, got SAS after that for some reason. Uh, Nineteen ninety nine with a three ninety nine delivery charge. So there we go. That's
0: the so yeah, that one. That's yeah. the
1: one that does it. Yeah, it sort of folds up. So into it's the is up. Yeah, so the folding. Ugh. Yeah, that's so it's like that. it. Yeah. yeah, it's like that, but the woodland DPM. Yeah, there we go. That's the kitty there.
0: Cool.
1: And I found that oh, it sure like, nine, nineteen ninety nine with four quid delivery.
0: Cool. So yeah, so there we go. That's better.
1: There is that Amazon.
0: Yeah, four pounds delivery on Amazon
1: though. Oh.
0: So I am. Um, I I went for just whatever roll mat I could find that was cheap. Wow. <laughs> um. So I went. For I, a I didn't see DVD because I've never used.
1: Robot. I've never used one like that. I did see them. But yeah. I, even the British Army issue ones that are similar to that, I've never used one of them, so I couldn't say um, yeah. if it was any good or not.
0: I um I used to use one of these. Um, found it to be you know it was okay. Um, the oh only God. thing with these sorts of roll mats is they do
1: generally
0: gen- June. sake! Ah, they do generally tend to curl up on themselves after a while, so you don't get that. The kind of it doesn't just lay flat, mm. um, which I'm imagining imagining your. Zed mat
1: would. Yeah, Zed mat's cool. And obviously, yeah, it's a kneeling pad, all the sort of things. You can sort of manipulate it. You can have it all the way out, or you can have it half out, so you've got, like, the top half of your body got double padded, if you like. Uh, like Andy said there, do you guys put the mat inside the bivy? Yeah, absolutely, mate. So inside your bivy bag, um, it'll be – I put my Mylar blanket, um, I put my self-inflating mat, and then a DOS bag over the top, and it all stays within the bivy bag, so you're not rolling off it in the night, and blah, blah, blah. I mean, if you're in a Dutch army tent, you can sort of get away with not putting it in there because you, you've only got sort of that much sort of space either side of you, so you're not going to roll too far. But, yeah, ideally, mate, it's a good habit to get into. Keep it all inside that bivvy bag, especially if you're sleeping under a basher on the forest floor. Your bivvy bag can get gipping in mud and leaves, you know, litter and wet and stuff like that. But keeping all your other kit inside it nice and dry. So, yeah, yeah, get into that habit, mate. All Cocoon yourself inside the bivvy bag with all your bits and bobs.
0: James C says the army issue ones are a bitch. Although I'm looking to get a German army folding sleeping mat.
1: Yeah, got one of them, mate. The German army one's really good, really nice. And also, if you're going to go with the German army sleeping mat, the folding one, James, uh, suggest getting the um, the German infantry, Arf- uh, G- German army infantry um, ground sheet, the half ground sheet, indestructible, great bit of kit. Yeah, highly recommend one of them. They're all good. Yeah. Good the old, German arf- <laughs> the old German Arfentree. Yeah, old German tree Have you never heard
0: of them. No, that was very, very special. <laughs> um, so here's, here's a bit of deviation I'm anticipating is, what did you go for on a cooker? Ah. Uh-huh. Hang on, I've forgotten. Because I oh. imagine you've gone with a uh, little um, hex burner.
1: Yeah, do you know what? Absolutely right, mate. So I went with uh, the British Army issue, the Dragon Fuel, uh, BCB. I found this, right, this is an absolute, I thought this personally, it was an absolute steal, and I was actually tempted to, to buy it genuinely for myself, but I've already got what's on this picture. 11 99 free three-day postage, so no postage charge, so you get the BCB burner, two mess tins, and a load of fuel gels as well, for 11 99 So again, that goes back to my um, thing of, if I lo- if I use all my fuel gel tablets up, you know, I can use uh, any solid fuel. I can use some coal. I could use um, uh, cotton wool, swiped in a bit of Vaseline. Great fire starter that is. Chuck that in there. Get a load of sticks on the top. Don't raise your eyebrows of Vaseline.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just Sorry, stuff it, all
1: right. <laughs> but yeah, you can. You, and then that, thats not then redundant. You know, you can still use that little frame for heating your mess tins up. And blah blah blah. Just using different fuels, and that's why I sort of steered away from a gas burner, purely for that very, you know—for that very reason.
0: Yeah. See, I went with gas on the principal. I know we sort of discussed this loosely on the last episode. Um, I I used gas when I sort of started, and for me, it was like the simplest system that I could just, you know, you, you get on the ground, you, you've got your gas thing, you just turn it on, and it's fairly quick and instant, and you don't have to, like, faff about with it. Um, so I you had the Vango Compact ca- Capping Gas Stove uh, for £16, to be fair. Um, they are great. Delivery. Um, Don't get me wrong, but they are good. To be fair as well, I also included in that um a gas can as well. So I had a gas can in there for three quid. Um, but <laughs> the thing that got me on that, and I actually, did I include that? No, blindly, I didn't. Sorry, I've made a mistake on it. I didn't realise it was four pound postage. So you're paying more for postage than you are for the actual thing.
1: Yeah, when you, when it comes to gas cans, you're either better better off to getting them straight for millets, or if you're gonna get it, buy a bulk order. Like if there's two or three or four of you, even in a team, you know, especially like Amazon and that, you can get sort of like 12, 15, 18 cans for, for sort of 60 odd quid and just divvy them up between you. It works out a lot cheaper. Me and Dan have done it a couple of times with some, uh, the Coleman X series, uh, cold weather sort of gases and stuff like that. We've, we've ordered like uh, 12 or six between the two of us rather than just getting like, oh, I need one can this week. You know, it works out being a lot more expensive.
0: Mm. Uh, you can get 10 self heating pouches for 10 pounds on ebay i thought that was a good uh good buy i am thinking think it was don't say um yeah the self-heating ones are good um oh for heating
1: rations i thought you meant yeah, i thought you were talking shop. about the bloody hand warmers then for a minute no i'm
0: assuming <laughs> I, I might be wrong but i'm assuming he means like the the pouches where you pour the little bit of water in um so i've used those quite a few times um i know prepper shop were doing a deal on them a little while ago um i think they were about a pound each or something like that mm. um mm. They're the XMOD ones, and all I would say is be a little bit careful with quite how quickly they get hot. Um, I've used them before. It was more sort of civilian ones, and you pour the little bit of water in, and it takes a little while to heat up. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. I thought it would be a really clever idea to take one of these. I thought it would be a really clever idea to take one of these with me to hospital um, with the theory that I could, like, heat up in the bag an MRE pouch um, when my wife was pregnant, because I didn't know quite if I was going to be fed because of the whole COVID stuff and bits and pieces. Um, used one of these X ex, Army ones and fuck me. It, it literally, I pulled the water in and it immediately went. <laughs> um, fuck! Yeah, I had steam <laughs> billowing out of this thing. This, this was not the slow kind of build that I was expecting. Um, so, yeah. It, it don't use them rich. in hospital rooms,
1: basically. And don't them use rich. them in
0: hospital rooms. So, learning not lesson there. Um, yeah, uh, Jane C says uh, one or two lads burn their fingertips on a range day. Be very, very careful with them.
1: So, what about your um? What about your cook set yourself, Mike? Then do your little uh, pots and pans, sort of, uh, get so up. My mess got tins. Mess
0: tins. I mean, yeah, mess tins and a spork. Basically, I spent nine pound on mess tins and eight pound thirty on a spork. Um, I mean, did you really spend £8.30 on a spork? how much was my one. It was a titanium long-handled spork. And it ah, see, cool. I've
1: got a lightweight long-handled spork uh, metal cutlery set, uh, £6.34.
0: It you's uh, much more then. Uh, much less, sorry.
1: Or the racing spoon, as um, Terry and, and Les and the like seem to refer to it as.
0: There you go, i got that Long one. Titanium spork, long-handled camping, outdoor lightweight. So yours, was yours long-handled?
1: Mine is long handled, and I also think it probably is titanium, but they just didn't care to mention it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Everybody knows it's titanium. We don't need yeah, to go down that no, road. That's right. we don't
0: need to. <laughs> uh, head torch. What, what head torch did you go for?
1: I went with the one which I always use nearly every day for work. Uh, and oddly enough, I don't take it on Mill events with me, and I really should. It's only because it stays in my work bag, but I use it literally every day, and it is the uh, one that we gave away. In our, oh has it gone? Oh, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong area. Uh, it's the one that we gave away in our mil in a bag. Um, so it's tried and tested. you Like I said, I use it every day. Uh, waterproof headlight, uh, super bright head torch, LED, USB headlamp, camping, fishing UK, $8.99, free postage. Um, and there we go, there's all the gubbins. One of those little bad boys there. Whoa. Shows it underwater there, I've not tried that. <laughs> Mind you, nearly it's did last time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I think it literally just says headlamp around the actual strap with like a little yellow sort of pin stripey thingies. Um, that's probably a better image of the actual head torch itself. So yeah, I can highly recommend one of them. Um, fantastic bit of kit. Really good. I, think See, I went about-
0: with a. Uh, so one of the main features of the one I wanted, uh, does yours have a red light on it?
1: It does, yeah, but you have to cycle through the first two white lights to get to the red. Whereas I've got another head torch, which is red aspect first. And then you can just hold it down and it turns back off. So you've not got to go through the white, bright, dim, flash, red. Yeah. You know. See, but it's not I'll, a biggie.
0: I went for this one, uh, which Ooh. was just it had a red function on it. To be fair, I don't know if this is any good. Uh, I don't know if it's red first. You, did,
1: you didn't go for it for that reason. You went for it because it's called a tactical predator.
0: No, I went for it because I was like, I need a red, <laughs> red head torch, basically. Um, Tactical predator. But yeah, so this was twelve ninety nine. It comes in two colours. <laughs> oh. I can't vouch for it though; I've never used it. So, uh, or
1: periwinkle me. blue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't sorry. actually say how much mine
1: was. Was it oh eight ninety nine? Sorry, yeah, free postage. So yeah, there yeah. we go a little
0: bit. I think the um I would say if you're going to get a head torch try and get one with a red light on it. It's just going to make life a little bit easier. It um, is,
1: yeah. You yeah, know for, for you for sorting admin out of your tent at night time or whatever like that, obviously as a dead light for night games and things like that going on. You may have always got it around. I never wear it on my head, I always leave it hanging around my neck. Just tuck it in and you, just, you can just pull it up when you need to. But, um, yeah.
0: Um just because Rage has pointed this out, so every time we discuss cooking I'll say the same thing Transier for the win. Um that's a transier. Um so if anyone's interested they're in awesome. the case, they're awesome. 50. Yeah.
1: So. don't know if I'd use one on the mill sim, purely because you have to carry up like a bottle of like methylated spirits and you know the risks that come with it, you know. But certainly for like like for, for rage we use like the, the wild camping, bushcrafting and stuff like that, out for a little bit of backpacking and just stopping off without the risk of like tag rounds or mark fives coming in on top of you all day long. It's a great, really nice vintagey bit of um, outdoorsmanship with a with a little transient stove. Yeah, oh, good fun. Really nice. Cool bit of kit. I do like them.
0: Uh, Mike says red, red flashing white, bright white, and red uh, flashing white, Mike. Oh, okay. So that's that's what. Uh... Red,
1: red flashing white, bright white, and flashing white, Mike.
0: No, that's so so so
1: some weird watch. code that you two have got going.
0: <laughs> I've got to go and assassinate the president after this now.
1: <laughs> Mike, Mike. Red, red flashing white. No, so it's that white, one. Bright, so that,
0: bright, that, bright. Um, that little head torch there. Um, I wasn't sure Barry. if that was
1: like a new call sign that Mr. Brewer's giving you. <laughs> Imagine the name tape across your ring. <laughs> um, yeah, red, red, flashing, white, bright, white, white, flash, white, Mike, come in, over.
0: <laughs> James C, I'm going to so annoy you. James C says Mike's head torch is a knockoff and expensive American brandy one. So There we go. Oh, and Dale Who says, said James C, Mike's
1: head torch is knockoff. Oh, look, James C's going straight for the jugular there. He don't give a fuck. No,
0: no that's fine. I don't care.
1: You, you, you've been schooled. <laughs>
0: That's fine. I, I wasn't going for expensive kit on this one. I was going for functional and, and cheap. Dodgy, dodgy um,
1: knockoff mic. Yeah.
0: Boy, <laughs> just, what about a torch? Um, I that my combat tactical. Doesn't have to be glam, just has all the main needs and bright as hell. So there you go. Yeah, um, as long as you can
1: see when it's dark with it, that's the main thing there, covered in it. Yeah. Really? Uh,
0: Rage nice. has also just come back. They do a safety bottle for the meth, which lets you fill it up while lit, lands.
1: Ooh, Oh yeah. Link me, baby. I've got the orange one, orange fuel flask vessel sort of type of thing, mate for mine. But I've not seen the uh, the one that you can fill up whilst it's there. That's cool. Is that like some little valve that goes in? Oh, that's all exciting I mean, raise are have a little tranja conversation. <laughs> I love it, I know well, good. I love them. It. It's good fun.
0: Oh, and right, the fact that so you can light
1: like... it with a fire steel as well. You can just put some mess in there and go, Osh! and it's like Pfft. Yeah. You don't know it's lit till you put your finger in it though, because you can't see the plane very well. But yeah. There we go.
0: No, they are cool. I I have used one. Um, I don't own one myself, but yeah, I just, I'm a, I'm a fan of gas basically. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, hand torch. What hand torch you got? Uh, yeah, I had to bug out on this
1: one because um, I couldn't find the hand torch that I've got, um, which is a lead lenser ex police issue torch, um, which I didn't really get. I got given as a gift, so I didn't really know where it's come from or or how much it was. But I do have another one, which was around the price of this one I've got here, which I've had for a long time. Which is basically I don't know if there's any truth in this or not. It's a rechargeable. It's a hundred thousand lumen. Uh, it's the most powerful LED flashlight torch in the UK for seventeen pounds eighty-eight. Wow! I think that's bollocks myself, but. Wow. It looks really similar to one I've got, yeah.
0: If that's the case, I've got one that's 990,000
1: lumens. Oh my God. (laughs) Wow. So yeah, again, these aren't O-lights, these aren't Surefires or anything like that at all, but I've had one which is not far off that price range for five years now, rechargeable. It's been absolutely fine, but, you know, could be luck of the draw. I've also had ones that are absolute howlers that sort of turn on when they think they should, and then don't work when they should be working. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, you gotta be very careful. If you can go with a, like a a sort of brandy, or at least one that's got a proper guarantee with it, you know, it's UK based, and you know, do so with your electronics. You no, know, you know, no point taking risks on it, really, especially if you're relying yeah. on it for like night games and bits and bobs like that. You know, but like I said, you know, lead lenser, surefire, O light.
0: See, I was you know, looking at helps, those originally uh, as well. They're all good. Um... Especially the ones where you can get like the little trigger unit that you can screw onto the back as well. So, if you want to use it yep. as like a weapon mounted one, um, mm, but obviously mm. they are a lot more expensive. Um, the one I went for was literally just I've, I've had a few torches like this in the past, um, they still work now. I think one of them to be fed a battery corroded in it, um, so I had to throw it away. But you know, for, for 12 pounds 48, you're not talking a vast sum of money here. Um, mm. but what did make me laugh was the 990,000 lumens because I just don't believe it like... it's
1: incredible and it's how funny is a lot of these torches in this price bracket have all got the same pictures showing yeah. lighting up the back of someone's house or shining down a forest <laughs> pathway, it's like god he must have been there for days taking these photographs <laughs> look
0: at that, that one you can use to illuminate entire buildings
1: <laughs> look at that and, and, it, and it, you can also buy an aftermarket tripod to, yeah. uh, to, yeah. to leave it there wonderful <laughs>
0: <laughs> so good stuff yeah james c makes a good point uh i just had to walk up and pick up one of the cheap ones that's the thing fundamentally a torch is a torch you know it doesn't have to be super you know at the end of the day yeah i've, I've seen this at, um sort of nae and sort of similar festivals is people people shining their freaking searchlights up in the air yeah all right you could illuminate the boeing 747 flying over and probably blind them but that's way too high for airsoft. You're never going to need that. Do you know what? I've, brightness.
1: Wanted, I've always wanted to touch on this a bit. Is like when you get them, it's got like a like a spill range of 300 metres from the lamp. And it's like, I get that for like search and rescue and things like that. You need full visibility. But, and that's let's say that's like a 1500 lumen torch will go when it's on its turbo, 300 metres. We're, we're engaging uh, loosely up to 100 metres, if that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I'm talking, uh, obviously, tag launchers and mortars, from pistols all the way up. We're not going to ever hit anything further than us, a 100 metres. So, having said that then, would, would a 300 lumen torch do the job? Would it still be as bright? Would it would it still emit as much light as what you'd need compared to one? Obviously, 1800 lumens is, is, is mentally a lot brighter, but you don't need to be
0: that broad. God damn it! You need nine hundred and ninety thousand.
1: Yeah, this is this is what I mean. It's like you know, get that. I don't just but... want to
0: illuminate the enemy. I want to burn their retinas and their children's retinas and their grandkids' retinas.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you, and I want to burn you out of the history books. But I mean, just saying, like three hundred lumen torch and an eighteen hundred lumen torch, same company, same size, blah blah blah. Are you paying more for the actual brightness it emits, or or not? Do you know what I mean? Like cause I can't get my head around. Like, can you get like an what is it? The Warrior O Warrior XS or something? It's called a handheld torch, which is like eighteen hundred lumens, something crazy like that. Which is cool. Don't get me wrong. I was actually looking at them today, along with the angled head torch one. I was looking at. Um, can you get like a a lower power version of that? Would that be then less pro, less less in cost? You know I mean, I don't know. I don't know how it works with torches. And like, you are you paying for the brightness, or is it regardless of brightness? This is how much the torch is. You know.
0: Well, I mean, presumably, the brighter the torch, the longer the throw it's got.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, Arguably, I mean,
0: I mean that like
1: you're not diminishing by getting a 300 lumen one. You're not diminishing on the quality or of the, of the or the brand of the torch. You just you you don't need it to be as powerful as as that. Do you know what I mean? So, mm. yeah, something to think about, I suppose.
0: Jason Sladen's come in and said, "I think it's about dazzling the enemy." I mean, by all means, literally for, for the of those torches, you could you could have those set up as freaking searchlights. On like I mean, I'm sure
1: I'm sure Johnny Six Hundred's <laughs> got one, which is a a good ninety thousand lumens for for reaching that six hundred <laughs> yards. He must have what Oh, Oh, nine hundred ninety nine thousand. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah, yeah, amazing.
0: We're only ten thousand short of a million lumen. So um,
1: two million yeah. and it's cheap. two million. Uh, let's hell.
0: let's says I have a Cree torch that's two million and. It- Les says, I've got a Cree torch that's two million is cheap. Les, pick Mm -hmm. us a link. I'm trying to see what's the most lumens you can buy.
1: (laughs) 300 lumens, all you need. I think it's so. People can say, my torch is like the sun. Yeah, absolutely. That's what my work torch is like for the underground tunnels. Like, yeah. So, my God, beam me up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, all good fun.
0: Right, lastly on the list was the first aid kit.
1: Yes, i got first aid kit. Again, um, I'm sure you're going to have little personal items that you're going to want to put in there. You know, your bit, little bits and bobs if you're allergic to anything. Antihistamines and things. If you've got gout, might want to be consider putting some gout tablets in there. Motherfucker. <laughs> Just 10 so litres of, <laughs> of water. 10 litres of water a load of uh, naproxen or whatever it's called. <laughs> paracetamol. So I got a first aid kit, 45 piece, medical kit bag, travel holiday, workplace car, blah 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 Eight ninety nine. good little starter kit there, nothing wrong with that at all. There we go. Oh,
0: it's exactly the same one.
1: There we go. <laughs> Antiseptic swab wipes in there, triangular bandage, a few sticky plasters, scissors, you know, bits and bobs, and you can add bits to that you need, paracetamol, in. adds a few bits to it. As, as you see fit. You know, this is a that's a personal kit for you. It's not a kit for you and your, for the whole team or anything like that. If you want to get one between you that's bigger for the to stay at your fob or whatever you can do. But this is one that's going to stay in your webbing set or in your day sack and it'll be on you at all times. So you know always handy to have an actual first aid kit on you. I know the tourniquets and that look awesome. And if you know how to use them then fair play and obviously got the the uh the first field dressings and all that sort of stuff, but to have, actually have a, a first day, uh, you're not going to open the first field dressing to because someone's cut their finger open. You're going to want to want something like that on you, um, yeah. and it's good practice. You're not, not
0: going to be fixing broken legs.
1: No, uh, the only thing I would be... add to that kit as well is a is a couple of vials of eye wash. So the old saline solution, little twisty like the old uh, squirty pop bottles you used to twist the top off and drink it. It's the same with the eye wash. You know, just little just to clean your eyes out for obvious reasons. Things like that. That's one thing I would add. And some burn gel. I'd have, definitely add burn gel to the kit. Um, again, for obvious reasons, using pyro, you know, yeah. not having access to clean water if you're out in the field or wherever it is you're taking part in. So, yeah, some burn gel would be good. But yeah, that was my first aid kit. And
0: that's, I think that was uh, it. Jason's it's... got a good point. A oh, uh, pair of tweezers and first aid kits. So, splinters are a um, bitter. I don't know what that stands for. P-I-T-A. Pain in the arse. Pain in the arse. No. Oh, pain in the arse. There you go. It's been a long week. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> splinters are a bitter.
0: <laughs> um, tick removal kits and things like that are, are good little shouts as well. Um, mm. especially if you're running around like dense woodland, which would and- be
1: uh, the, the old Turk, <laughs> <laughs> the old Turk kit in the pitta. Yeah, good, yeah,
0: cool. Know, Mike. Um, Dale says, <laughs> Gone on the days where all that's needed is a plaster.
1: <laughs> good old plaster, a bit of spit in a rag, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you're all right. <laughs>
0: So yeah, Harry says if your kit list is about two hundred and fifty and the budget was three hundred, what would you spend the fifty pounds on?
1: I would have got a Gore-Tex jacket in there, which I did have, but might maybe take it out.
0: That's only because that was I, on the list that you sent I, me because
1: I because I didn't tell him about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, a Gore-Tex or or a softy jacket of some description. But then I'm sort of thinking, on the other hand, the reason I put it in the last minute was that you're probably going to have a jacket of some description because, like we said, you'd have your your initial battle kit or your your day event kit, so. I'm guessing like your fatigues and a, and a jacket of some description would be included in that. If you're taking part in a, in a one-day battle scene that's wet weather forecast, and you're gonna have a jacket. Um, so yeah, it would be it would definitely be a softy jacket for me because I love my softy jacket. I think it's up here somewhere. Um, I'll definitely have that like a like a buffalo jacket or a softy or a nice big zip-up like fluffy fleece, uh, Mike's teddy bear fleece, perfect example or something like that. Um, be all good, but with regards to hats, gloves, things like that, you're gonna you have that sort of kit. Start with this is like your bare bones. This is like you could take what's on that list now and go out into the field for a night, and you'll be sort of quite comfortable. Obviously with your, with your rations and a bit of water and that. But
0: yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what I think. I sort of thing you build it. On anyway,
1: exactly. That, you this know. is like this is like your structural, your bare bones sort of thing. Then you, like Mike said earlier, you, the more events you go to, you'll see someone who's got oh fucking hell, look, he's got that. That's wicked, mate. And the idea, you know, where'd you get it from? What do you think of it? But you know. And you will 100%, you're gonna, you're gonna buy things that you think, why'd I why buy that? Don't even need that. I've got a box full of that. So is my, you know. you know, The idea and the thought behind it was good, but you know, turns out in practice, nah, not so good. You're living there's also things in like you know,
0: diet. you just don't get on with kit, so it can be good kit, mm. but you just don't yeah. like it. Um, you know, I mean, like hammocks aren't necessary for everybody. Um, you know, there, there's lots of different situations out there where you go, oh, you know, it was cool, but I'm not going to use that again. Um mm. So it's good to just sort of people that have the kit because ultimately they're going to give you the best review on it.
1: Um That's it exactly. Yeah, yeah, genuine reviews. Especially if someone's got it on them at an event. So, oh, mate, are you getting on with that sleeping bag? Are you getting on with that shelter set up? you know what I mean? This, that, and you know, your cook set, jet board, blah, blah, blah. You know, all them sorts of bits. You know, ask people who, who in airsoft doesn't like talking about the gear they've got. You know, that's a great conversation start Especially if you've gone to your Jack Johnson event. You say, excuse me, mate, do you mind if I ask you about? I was struck up a conversation with a guy when we went to the Longmore one because he had the the Mitsubishi Pajero in front of me. I was asking about his roof rack. I was like, like, "Mate, mate." So yeah, start a little conversation. Nothing to do with airsoft, but there we go. You know what I mean? You know where I was going with it.
0: (laughs) I'd go. I'd go with the waterproof layer as well. Um, Yeah. There's there's nothing worse than being wet. Like cold, to be fair, you can, like, you can get sort of cheap layers and stuff. I mean, obviously the softy jackets are good. Um, you know. Hard shells, soft shells, anything like that. Um you can also add extra layers, but ultimately once you're wet, you're wet. So if you can obviously try and keep dry, it's just it's just gonna make your event a bit, a bit better. So Absolutely. Um, failing that, and, and, it, it's ammo and just for ammo. Lots of that. handfuls <laughs> of it. So oh, Cool. Uh, Rage has chipped in on the um, first aid kit. So, saline solution, triangular bandage. If you know how to use one, different size dressings. Hypothermia blanket is the bare minimum if you're spending prolonged time outdoors.
1: Absolutely, yes, mate. So. Yep, for sure.
0: <laughs> so- <laughs> Mike says waders.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pete, Pete says waders.
0: <laughs> Pete off.
1: Waders. Uh- Chest high ones as well. they would have to be full on J.R. Yeah. Hartleys.
0: <laughs> hey, if you can get that with multicam, spot on. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you'll, um, you'll have Mike there on the, uh, the uh, JTF team or whatever like that, and you know some new people that haven't really been to an outdoor event before rock up and I'll sort of like walk up to Mike. And Mike's just there like full tactical kit, and they're just waders from like the, the chest yeah. down. Like, but, but like right.
1: the, almost the novelty ones, like the, the big ring around the top that you'd throw like custard into or something like that in a game <laughs> show, just like <laughs> like, like Ross Abbott.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: Uh, Dale also
0: said, um, something for a first aid kit that should be essential is an actual tourniquet. Playing in the dark, there's always going to be the possibility of a clumsy tumble over a tree and impaling. Mm. Whether it's common or not, last thing you want is that to happen or no one else to stop the bleeding. See, the only thing I would say with a tourniquet is that if you don't do it right... Um, uh, Yeah, obviously my first
1: thing would be make sure you come... I know, I mean, I've got one. I've never had to... I've seen how they're used and I've watched a fair few videos of how you'd use it and I've made it ready so you can put it on one-handed with the way it's Velcro and stuff like that. Mm. I'd still be shitting my pants if I had to use it on someone. Do you know what I mean? Touch wood, I'd never have to do that ever in my life. Um, But yeah, I think a lot of people obviously have got them because they're part of the kit, you know, it's a part of the look, you know, it's the aesthetics of your loadout, you know, but um, yeah. I mean, personally, I'd pretty steer clear of a tourniquet unless it was, you know, I'd severed an artery or something like that, but a, a, a heavy first field dress, you know, tear that open and get that packed on there or something like that or you know, quick clot i don't know how you'd use that but that's obviously something else you can think just, of you. just
0: mud and just yeah but if
1: you're going down the road of tourniquets and that you know yeah it's a yeah. That's a big ask in it that's a that's a serious if you're having to whip one of them out that's a proper injury that needs to be dealt with like as soon as possible by a professional you know what i mean
0: yeah so that's uh, the sort of thing i would anticipate the site first aid kits going in
1: uh yeah so I just read him rages. Just ignoring me.
0: Just gonna read the rages. Sh- no,
1: rages the man, isn't he? Because he knows he's he's. This is his yeah. background.
0: Rage says no. Don't take a tourniquet. It's not taught even in ILS or ALS, immediate life support and advanced life support. Most doctors aren't taught to use them. Exactly. It's you don't know that.
1: Yeah, there you right. go. Cheers. Uh, it's So man, dangerous. Rage. it's not that. used
0: correctly, you can lose limbs and your life.
1: Yeah, this is what I mean exactly. That I mean, it's all good for the look on the on the loadout, but I I, I certainly wouldn't feel comfortable having to use yeah. one. God, I'd be terrified of using one for real. Andy know.
0: said the same thing. Interestingly, yeah, unless train never used TQs, it can kill people if not done correctly. So, Yeah, there we go. Um, Andy's also said, also with first aid kits, make sure things are still in date, and if you get uh, super wet, make sure it's still good. So, as yeah. we so as that's well.
1: where we come. Stuff sakes, you know, putting your kit in stuff sacks, always Chicky good. Little dry your, bag. Your, your little dry canoe bags. You know, that's a, definitely a, a, an advocate for that, and we might.
0: Yeah, we love a dry bag. Uh Terry like says sea locks if you go that way. That's another one as well. <laughs> sorry, I can hear you. What did you say?
1: Nothing, uh no, just <laughs> laughing at dry bag.
0: Okay, that's uh, fine. Cool. Well that's that for this episode. So what was your what was your overall price?
1: So my overall price uh was hang on. Oh bloody hell. Oh here we go. Sorry. <clears throat> Excuse my professionalism. Was a grand total of £274.31, and that's with £21.47 delivery. So the, the items in my list were £252.84 with a £21.47 delivery on top of that. So grand total of 274 31
0: for my lot. Cool, there you go. But you, mate? Uh, mine was £245.68. That's assuming Ooh. you're going down sort of the DPM route of things.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mine's got a bit of a mixed bag. My the bivy bag is MTP. Um, I think that was the only thing MTP actually on there.
0: And I've got a nine hundred and ninety thousand.
1: Worth well, so it, yeah. You paid You know, you're getting your, you're getting your lumens in. That's what we like to say. Get your daily amount of lumens. Exactly. <laughs> cool beans. Cool beans. Cool.
0: Right. Um, well, I've been checking the reviews. We haven't had any more in, um, so oh. I don't have to oh. stupid Jack sense. So that is a plus. Um, so I did find out that Ortail. Or, or T E I L is French for feet.
1: Grande um, feet. No, what's toe man? Toe. toe might
0: be, I can't remember what I looked up now. Might be toe. No. Um. So yeah, uh, we're not going to be doing an episode next week. We are taking a bit of a break. Um. Just to sort of, kind of, reconfigure and get ourselves sorted out. So we will be back the week after, uh, which will be a Wednesday, and it will be Wednesday the third of November. So Ooh. feel free to join us then. Um. In the meantime, if anybody wants to buy any patches, we've still got a few patches left, so feel free to, you know, have a chat. We can sort of touch, um, And you can get in touch with us via our email at nofochat at hotmail.com. Instagram is November underscore Foxtrot underscore NoFo. Facebook is at November Foxtrot NoFo. And YouTube is www.youtube.com forward slash C forward slash November Foxtrot. In the meantime, Lance, anything else?
1: No, all good, mate. Just uh, yeah, just to reiterate. Obviously, we haven't got many patches left. So, if you do want any, uh, chuck an order into Mike or email the show. Uh, make sure you put your address where you need to, where you need them sent to, because we've had a few people we've had to refund because we've asked them for their addresses and they've got not got back to us. So, we've had to just refund the money because we don't know where to send them. So, please make sure you clearly state what patches you want and where you live <laughs> or where you want them sent. I don't I don't care where you live, but where you want them sent. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: And um, if anybody wants to, feel free to drop us a review on Facebook as well. Um yeah, next Facebook, week YouTube. Lance might try reading it out in an angry French rate.
1: <laughs> I, might, I might do that again, I might not.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've okay. decided, yet Who knows? We'll <laughs> wait and see. So, it won't be cool. next week,
1: it'll be the week after.
0: Uh yeah, the week after. Yeah. Completely forgot what I said three minutes ago. <laughs> so we're going well. Right. Good stuff. Cool. Say so goodbye, Lance. Goodbye, Lance. <laughs> see you later. you <laughs> <laughs>